Hello everybody, it's Stargrave Week, but that doesn't mean we couldn't find time to bring you your regular show. So this week we're going to be getting punk with our indie, bringing you all the latest tabletop news across the industry and showing you a fantastic set of 3D models. So sit back and relax, because the weekend starts now. Hello everybody, we're back for another weekend's worth of gaming news. I'm joined by the delightful Free, the delicious Lloyd, and the lovely Ben. Lovely? Oh, lovely. I got a word made up for me. You, That's did, lovely. Yeah. you are much better than the rest uh, as we kick back and chat about what's happening across the board in gaming. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, we have Stargrave Week running this week with a whole yes. host of videos, bundles, and prizes. Um, so you can jump in there and see what we have. There are painting tutorials. There's a bit of a chat about building tables, uh, what you can use for that, uh, including the crews that we were using in our two Let's Plays. Yeah. And we've even got interviews with Joe McCullough as well. So uh, plenty out already and more to come to round off the week. Also. Yes, at this point of recording, all the videos aren't here yet, so this mm. will fill out even more. So if you just come on over to <laughs> forward slash Stargrave Week, forward slash dash Stargrave Week. Mm. And if you comment, you have a chance to win one of three prizes. And if you happen to be a member of our extra specially good cult of games, you can be in with an extra chance of winning. Yeah. So, yeah. So comment, comment, comment. Tell, exactly. tell me exactly how Justin cheated me. With his rules <laughs> and because we've already discovered that from the first video speaking of cheating if you want to cheat your way into having three chances to win comment on the videos on youtube get your free account on tabletop and comment on them there and then get oh, yeah. a free trial to call the games for 30 days and comment again <laughs> cheating you're cheating your way into it's three chances we're giving it away <laughs> who, <would've laughs> sold? who wants to buy my yachts <laughs> <laughs> Why does no one want our luxury yachts? <laughs> anyway, so apart from luxury yachts, um, we are also going to be taking a peek at some luxury miniatures from our Indie of the Week with a mm. whole range of resin punk and wasteland warriors. Mm. So shall we dive mm. into that? Bad Roll Games is a Spanish company doing a game called Punk Apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, now, I will preface this by saying it's very punk oh, yeah. yes, and, and therefore possibly not for young eyes um, because <laughs> in some places, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, in the rules, for example, uh, oh. they're not, they're not afraid of calling uh, difficult terrain what it, what it would be if you stumbled across difficult terrain in the real world. So, uh, <laughs> so there are, there are some sweary bits in it. Um, very sweary bits. So we have here the, the punk apocalyptic website. Now to give you a rough idea of how things break down, the world was going to pot at the start of the 21st century. Some of you may remember that being that we've lived through most of it. Um, and so, <laughs> so the world government and rich people got together. You're, you're, Bill Gates, your Jeff Bezos, who definitely wants to kill people. And and they they looked at this and went, you know what? There's too many people on the planet for the amount of water, oil, and the amenities we have left. So they built seven very big cities called uh, megalopolises. Um, 
And then they went, these are going to be great. These are going to be the start. Everybody will be involved. It's all good. Just help us build them. These are the first seven, and then everybody else will get one whenever we build the rest. And as soon as they built the seven, they then closed the doors and kept all the poor people out, at which point (laughs) things went very badly wrong for the world. And they detonated all of the bombs everywhere. Um, Now, they expected this to happen, so they were fine inside. The rich people were fine. Ish. More on that later. The people outside hundreds of years later have devolved into these gangs of wasteland wanderers <laughs> as they attempt to forge new worlds for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly the there people is. outside are not fine. No. <laughs> well, m- mutards aren't fine, but you know, mutards yeah. are mutards, so that'll harden yeah. them. Um, but you've got these various sort of breakdowns of, of gangs where you've got uh, mutards, so mutants, who are also <laughs> and and gangers are your regular people. Uh, you have the V Reich who stumbled across possibly the, the early 20th century history part of a library somewhere and, and got all the wrong information from the history books. Um, <laughs> and these, these people will come together in various ways to fight and, and live out their lives across the, the wasteland. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> game setting wise because you have a very well developed setting um if you're still on the main i can go in there yeah i would love you to go up to uh to downloads actually is probably the best way so there's a lot of stuff about the background and it gives you primers for people but in the downloads can you go to the scrap bridge gazette so these are one shot like an old western style newsletter oh cool that comes out that they've been doing on a regular basis for a long time. These are, and I, when I first discovered it, I thought, oh, you'll find rules and stuff in these. No, they're literally just little fluff flyers. <laughs> no, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally we'll have a little hint about upcoming projects and stuff. So for example, they mentioned that uh, the kill starter has just finished there. And then they, they mentioned that it's about the pancake wastes and a, a very important piece of terrain because they've just finished a, a Kickstarter recently for some terrain for the wasteland. Uh-huh. So you get these really nice things that are either just stories or funny bits that give you an idea of what the world is like, but also sometimes you can use them as story hooks. So they're like breaking news. That's really cool. Such and such has happened at Scrapbridge or, or whatever. And, and you can pull those into your games because it's a very narrative based game. Um, whenever you start to build a, a skirmish game like this, you want it to be narrative based. You don't just want I, it to be very sort of dry. I, I like how I it seems like and you rolled a two. I like how it seems like the text within those is actually written as if you're like text speaking it to somebody. Yeah, I wrote yeah. that as well. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. just gone like, brass, 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 brass. There you go. That'll yeah. be fine. Okay. Well, I also imagine <laughs> literacy isn't a great thing in the <laughs> yeah. no, future. I've... So in which case, like the old days, yeah. um, before dictionaries were invented, people spelled words the way they thought words were spelled. and therefore Before, have, before Susie Dent. Yeah, <laughs> th- therefore we have America with their sulfur with an F and things like yeah. that. It's the same sort of idea. So here you can see most but not all of the... Um, the factions they have added another one so you've got like the v reich who are very militaristic based uh above them the, the black blood children are particularly good um they are very mad max like oil based fury yeah, rude. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because they worship the god texco <laughs> forth from the earth, the black blood of the earth, which is always good if you're a, a fan of, of Big Trouble in Little China as well. And, you know, they hoard and they used to be very free with it. And then people started attacking them and saying, like, oh, they're getting a bit paranoid now. And all of a sudden they've got very 
angry in that they have a lot of preemptive attacks to prevent other people hurting them mm. by attacking anybody who comes anywhere near them. But that you get these remarkable looking um, figures who are, you know, bedecked in all sorts of weird outland Mad Max style outfits mm. with tanks of gas or throwing who are we talking about again? heads and stuff. Black, the black, black blood children. Oh, I've got, I've yeah. got the gallery. You should be able to see them all on their, um, yeah, their web store as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a really nice gallery. I hear you go, so, yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, these these miniatures are amazing, and each of them has a distinctly cobbled together look. But at the mm -hmm. same time, there are those themes running through them. And sometimes you'll come across a miniature that you go, "Oh, well, he's based on X from pop culture." Yeah. So, for example, yeah. in the Mutards, there is a purple head, a purple haired, one eyed female alien. <laughs> not, may not or may all. not be Leela. May no. may may it's up to you how you decide that one's going to go. <laughs> not Leela, um, no. you, You've already seen um, Kodos and Krang from The yeah. Simpsons as well. So, yeah. you know, you have these, you have Mad Max and a Furiosa as well stand in, mm -hmm. but you also have very um, unique sculpts of their own that are just influenced by their background and setting, which is mm -hmm. just Was that Sonic terrific. down the bottom? There yes. is a Sonic. There is yeah. a I new thought Sonic, I saw yeah. Sonic, yeah. <laughs> See, he can run very, very, very fast, or That's he may just cool, be very hairy, or nobody's entirely certain. Still, still a better Sonic than the Sonic they were going to release before they delayed the film. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to think that that's literally... That's not what he. That's not what he looks like. That's just a weird bodysuit that he decides to wear. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah could, could be that. I, I like to imagine he's not very fast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, everywhere running through treacle. <laughs> but yeah, um, so if we go to the store, you can see a bit more. For people who are interested, it's a D10 opposed rule system, so it's very easy to get into as well. You're not Shop messing around there, with yeah. a huge amount of stuff. Yeah. Um, but if we have a look there, the latest figure. So the mother only came out, I want to say half an hour ago, as of time of filming, to pick up separately. You wow. could get you could get the mother from uh, the box, the star box, which is now available individually. But the Amok are a new faction that aren't on Man, their that's in website so yet. Weird. Stunning. They've got a really Creepy. interesting ones. Remember, I said everybody went into one of these seven beautiful cities where they were all safe because they. Oh, yeah. Lisa, I think uh, I find that. Look, here we go. Yeah, so they, they, ah. built, they built one in South America, one in Australasia, two oh. in Europe, and a couple in North America. Yeah, I can't browse anywhere on this website without swearing swear words. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not it's not for the uh, just just bleep this entire. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can fuzz all this. The amok, the amok was. One of these mega megatropolises, I'm going to call it because I can't pronounce whatever they call it. Uh, a guy came up with this thing called Ambrosia, like a gift from the gods. It was it was designer drug. It was great. Everybody felt very mellow and lovely. And then a percentage of the population started to reaver out in a firefly way. Uh, and that small okay. percentage started going a bit psychotic. And other ones went, you know, expanded their mind into new realities. And then mm. by that stage, it was already too late because the entire population inside this massive city was all addicted. And the, the percentage who had gone amok essentially ah, hunted down yeah. and killed everybody else in there so that, wow. that megatropolis is gone and now these lunatics are free to ravage their way across uh the rest of the, the very wasteland cool. there and so <laughs> it's nice because even though you've only got these initially six sort of factions 
yeah that they can as time was going on they're going well we can bring other factions and we can have people mm -hmm. discover something in Ooh, you know, very maybe part of the world that was yeah, yeah uh she, the river she's particularly stabby i love yeah. that is my favorite model out of the entire range by the way particularly mm -hmm. stabby because it's just this cute little girl who i imagine the ganger would wander over going oh you okay you lost the waist is everything all right and then just have that shit <laughs> you know just never never be kind in the wastes yeah. That's um, cold, so yeah they, you've they've got room to expand they've got room to push the story forward there were these mm. seven great cities that were walled off and completely protected and then things have gone wrong inside those as well so maybe <laughs> maybe something terrible has happened in all of them or maybe the other six are all fine maybe yeah. you should really try and find a way in there but it's it's the life and times of of these people in their in their post-apocalyptic punk world trying it's to very make do, cool yeah trying to make do and get cool. by and they even there's talked about sub factions within the backstory as well so you have people like the ashes and the burnt for the, the black blood children um you have uh oh samantha i think it is who is one of the junkers so they're like a very um mechanical based faction where they travel the wastes and they repurpose machinery and stuff but this one woman who's founded her own colony is very heavily influenced by jules verne and get all of her people to dress that way as well yeah. so we haven't seen anything from that yet but it means i that love that look at his little knee pads and his arm pads though yeah so several turtles died to make that outfit he clearly found he clearly found something in the wasteland yeah, at some point yeah, yeah, yeah. and went you know what this is a great look uh, and someday i'll be old enough to have a mustache That's it. we don't need any more of these tones with shells yeah. so, so you can you can have all of these factions but then they have the potential to expand into the sub factions they've already mm -hmm. hinted at and to expand into the world in general in a greater way yeah. as well are um, they um are they 32 mil they, 32 these, mil and yeah. resin. resin so yeah. so that you know there's there's absolutely cracking sculpts and um, from what i've seen mm. from uh various justin. reviews that, that is justin yeah he's got a very funny name as well that's, does, where yeah, yeah. That, that's another blurrable moment right there yep, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah the, the the guy with the jerry can over his head oh, but the idea that you can have these oh. you can have these expanding things you can have these little stories brought forth over time uh and the community behind uh punk up Apocalyptic is very active as well. They are so very, very into brilliant. it. Yeah. yeah. Whenever, whenever I mention anything like, "Oh, is there a range that you think we should talk about?" They go like, "Punk apocalyptic." Talk about punk apocalyptic. So yeah, yeah. And I can see why because mm. there's so much to go into there, yeah. and everybody likes a bit of um, of apocalyptic. You know, oh, everyone yeah, loves definitely. Mad Max and that sort of yeah. thing. It's it's something well, you get stuck into. I think I think it's a, a genre and a kind of setting that is really good for people who like the hobby element of. Mm. what we yeah. do because it allows you to I mean, obviously you've got some really interesting and weird and quirky things to paint up but then you can mess around with like conversions and bits bashing and all kinds of things like that yeah. to make interesting crews and terrain and all that kind of stuff as well um, and it lets you be a little freer with the the painting as well i think as well you've oh, got God, kind yeah. of like a little yeah. bit more sort of free reign on exactly how poppy and bright you go or do you go really dark and grungy and stick yeah. with that kind of yeah. mad max you, style yeah to it, you so. can go mad max or you can go um tank girl yeah comic book you know <laughs> and anywhere in between on that spectrum from as neon to as grim as you want and mm -hmm. uh, and anywhere in between and from what i've seen the the game system itself is very tight uh for a skirmish game there's a lot of nice pieces in it mm -hmm. like even uh, things like the charge um which 
obviously if you're playing a skirmish game you don't want to have the i can't hit them because i i can't see them but then at the same time somebody snaking through multiple obstacles to reach somebody mm -hmm. um doesn't have the same impetus and momentum as a charge would if they were just lined up so you have these things where every movement you make to contact for the charge gives you a bonus but only if they were in line of sight and sort of direct so you can run around a corner into somebody you knows there but you won't be doing as much damage as if you'd actually had a good run up at them in, yeah. a, in a straight line so the, the the rule system behind it is solid as well I, I see see Lloyd sniggering away at people as well. So. Yeah, I just saw Bane. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sniggering away at him. I was sniggering away because I'm remembering. I think it's you. does a really bad impression of him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, Ben? Maybe. I don't have a, I don't have a pint. Ben's impression is great. Yeah, he needs, he needs a glass. I need a pint glass nearby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's, it's a, a terrific set. And for people... After a, uh, a, a an apocalyptic skirmish game, um, mm. I was racking my head because there's it's a weirdly one that seems to be there are lots of miniatures out there, but not a lot of, of well, games I, I sitting was, there. I was just thinking about that because this when we were thinking about this, I was thinking, oh man, I remember Dark Age and how good that was. Yeah. It was like a post apocalyptic kind of sci fi yeah. game, and then I was like, well, that's dead. Uh, but then you know, obviously, you got something like Punk Apocalyptic coming along and, and creating a really awesome looking set of miniatures and rules to go with it. Yeah. yeah I mean, the only one, the other one I, I guess I could think of is like a Gaslands would be the other kind of like... Yeah, ga Gaslands are yeah. scrappers may come, to, although it's more sci-fi-y than... I guess you've got Fallout from um, Modifius as well. Yeah, I suppose, but, like some warfare. But yeah, so, um, well, there you go. There's uh, Captain America. <laughs> and Mad Mel, Mad, Mad Mel's in there as well as another. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, bef before we go from here. Is that Chris Falken? Sorry. Uh, Ed, look, oh, I'm walking here. Started. Don't even get me started. Christopher Walken's Irish accent. If people should pause the video now. Google uh, Wild Time. <laughs> Uh, trailer and then just bask in the accents there because one of those people is actually Irish and even his Irish accent sounds terrible. If you go to the compliments part, which is is uh, at the top right of the bar for uh, the shop, Lloyd, it's where you can get like tokeny things and bits and bobs. But there are two little creatures in there which are absolutely dumb: <laughs> the biter and the land shark. Wow! And, and even. Because I was looking at this and I just went in there to see what was lurking in there. Because, you know, you can download the tokens from the download section. You don't have to buy them. And I was like, well, what else? What else did they do? And then I found these. And it's like, Very oh, cool. well, I'll find a use for those somewhere. Yeah. So that's only three euro, you know. Lose that yeah. down the back of the sofa, and the biter, <laughs> the biter is just very uh, multi-eyed critter-like. Yeah, uh, I just love yeah. the critters. Mm -hmm. So why would you not add some add some biting evilness to? I like your I like the idea of having some objective set up on the tabletop, and they, they're like discarded oil drums or something like that. And then there's like a roll to see whether or not there's something nasty inside, and then one of oh, these yeah. just like grabs the end of your hand and drags you around or something. Yeah. Or, you know, people are going for stuff. And I don't know how, how much, well. yeah. yeah, I don't know how much these feature in the rules. So I don't know if these are like wandering monsters that will come across you. But I yeah. love the idea that there's a really nice cache of stuff. And the reason nobody's got to it is because of land sharks, like tremors. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then using, you know, like a, a noise movement activation type thing. So they, mm. they're constantly moving towards whoever's yeah, the most cool. ruckus, closest. Like you fire your gun, it's going to, there's more chance of it coming towards you this turn kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then so, just trying to trying to get into whatever it is to to make sure you don't get eaten up. Some plantage, yeah, for, you. Plantage. That, for uh, oh, it's gorgeous. for tiny not Mario 
little, <laughs> little Boris to stab his way through. Luigi, Luigi's already dead, clearly. <laughs> he knew the risks. Yeah. He knew the risks. Go down, go down that pipe first, Luigi. Okay. Luigi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Let's have a look at the starter set, though, quickly, then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A starter set. So that's um, a set of 10 miniatures. You get five nice. gangers and five mutards, uh, along with the rules and all the various tokens and, and dice that you need to play. Like I say, it's, it's a, a straightforward opposed rule D10 game, so it's very easy to get into. Um, you don't need to spend ages rolling buckets of dice. You can spend your time painting up your miniature and, and really getting involved. Very with nice. It. Yeah. And I love, I, I just love these bespoke sort of boutique It's like a brain sets. crab thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Could, yeah. yeah. Could, could be a walrus. Who knows? Yeah. He's got somebody's head on a spike. None of those yeah, is like that little bit of roller derby. Yeah. That's what's really nice about these. They're so individually unique. All of yeah. the weapons yeah. are really different. Even like like you said about kit bashing, I bet mm. you can make some incredible things. Even they're incredible mm. as there is, but I can bet it can get a lot yeah. weirder. Oh yeah, I, I mean when you're looking at it, and he's very he reminds me an awful lot of the uh, survivor from Hardware, the Terminator of the nineties, which they. Unfortunately, titled the movie about six months before Terminator 2 came out and blew it away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got these, you've got just the free range of having generic gangers. You don't have to be tied to the the junkers, the black bloods or, or anybody else and making it your own and putting your own mark on it. And then that, that allows you to sort of pick and choose between the ranges as well then um, and sort of tie them together with your own narrative behind it. But yeah, that is... Um, Punk apocalyptic. So, Very yeah, cool. at badrollgames.com. Mm. Very so, rude. Can't show much more of that. Very rude. <laughs> what can I say? When they said they were punk, they meant they were punk. Oh, yeah. Proper old school. So Spanish. <laughs> and off that note, let's take a look at the, at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> so, diving into the news for this week, we're starting off with the folks at Firelock Games. Uh, they have been working away on two things that are very different from their, their normal sort of uh, milieu. They have moved away from miniatures games uh, into creating some interesting role playing games for you to dive into. Yeah. Away. Yeah, so they're going to be uh, going down the route of creating historical role-playing games that are very true to the setting, as is the way from Firelock. And they have two that they've outlined so far. Um, so the first of these is called War Stories, and it is a World War II RPG, which is very, very interesting, interesting. indeed. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, played using the Year Zero engine, uh, which people will be familiar with from the likes of Tales from the Loop and all those kind of games. Um, so if you're interested in very quick and easy D6-style mechanics, this is definitely one to go and check out. Out. War Stories is going to set you on the path of being some of either the US paratroopers or the British paratroopers that were dropped into Normandy during the invasion uh, in, the, in the later part of the war. However, they have said that they're going to be putting together a couple of different character classes as well. So you might play as something like a tanker, for example, leading some of the armoured divisions. Or maybe you're going to be like a resistance fighter in France, rushing around in Paris, trying to uh, stop the, the Germans and their, uh, and their plans from coming to fruition. Sounds like a really cool idea. And I love the idea of diving into this particular period of history from a very different yeah. perspective. Normally, we find people playing World War II 
out on the tabletop with miniatures or card game stuff or maybe even board games on a larger scale but it's nice to see someone doing a role-playing game like this which i think would be really nice to, to to have a go at and obviously uh tell some very interesting uh and poignant stories i would imagine with something like war stories uh be very good to, to dive in and have a go at and of course a lot of us have uh, relatives that would have served during world war ii so maybe we can use their stories as inspiration to to use them in our own games as well on the tabletop so. I'm a little bit surprised that they went for World War II. It's um, an interesting consider, choice, Considering they've done Blood, Blood and, and Valor, Valor yeah. which is World War I, because yeah. um, whenever they said they were doing a couple of historical-based RPGs, I assumed yeah. that they would yeah. focus on the periods that they they make miniatures for, you know, that they've yeah. already done the research. Because when you're doing an RPG, the biggest part will be the research behind it all. So, But uh, with, it being, you, with it being a different sort of step away from their miniatures games they're not really locked into it and if they are going to do the research and all into it yeah i see what you're saying they've already done that research but they're probably following the crowd whether what, what oh, the yeah, audience yeah. Yeah. is particularly after yeah. um, which is which is in some ways a shame because it would be nice for there to be more focus on world war one I, I think but i can understand exactly why they've gone for world war two because for one of better words i think world war one is a really cool war for one yeah. of better words. <laughs> I know what you yeah. mean. But I can see it's why they've cool. gone. <laughs> I can yeah. see why they've gone down the, the World War II route just because yeah. the player well, base potential is just a lot larger, really, for it. You've also a slightly easier entry because there are a lot of films and TV shows yeah. based yeah. on World War yeah. II that people can reference or use for inspiration. Also, geographically, the map is more or less as we look at it today, more or less. Um, whereas World War One, the breakup of Europe countries and was stuff, yeah. very, very different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people going, I want to go such and such. And you go, well, actually, that's not <laughs> at this yeah. particular point in time. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, fascinating yeah. to see where they go. Really yeah. interesting. Because uh, to be honest, in terms of historicals, I think I'd rather play a historical RPG than I would a historical miniatures game. Because mm. I feel you'd get more of a grasp of story, and a I think that's very true. Yeah. So one of the other role-playing games that they've got um, set up is Under the Black Flag, which, as you might have imagined by the name, uh, is set during the golden age of piracy, which is a game that they have done already yes. before as part of the Blood and Plunder <laughs> and stuff as well, and Oak and Iron, of course, too. Um, but Under the Black Flag will have you playing as pirate crews, privateers, sailors and the like, uh, maybe bumping into some of these famous faces from the golden age of piracy and tackling them in your adventures. I quite like the idea of diving into a, a pirate-based um, RPG, especially one that's very historically focused, because again, this is one of the things they've said about this. They've actually got loads of experts on boards that they've used in the past for Blood and Plunder and the like, and they're using them to set the baseline for all the stories and the historical setting and that kind of thing. So it'd be really awesome to dive into it and maybe play things from a slightly less romanticized point of view, perhaps. Yeah. Um, dive into the more realistic, gritty side of being a privateer or a pirate, perhaps. Yeah. And if you want to, you're going to get grounded in that and you don't want to read any books, you could go watch that Netflix show. <laughs> yes, you can go and watch Black Flag, yeah. <laughs> no, not a Black Flag. Well, you could watch Black Flag, but that would get you into it too. Or is it called Black Flag? No, it's Black Sails. Black, Black Sails, sorry. Black you Sales could watch that. Well, yeah, and you can also watch The Lost Pirate Kingdom as well. 
<laughs> which is quite a quite a good dramatized documentary. Look, there's Blackbeard. Look, look. Yeah. I wait there for Lloyd to to scroll down. It'll show that he's watched everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's I recommended watched for Lloyd? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's all been watched. Yeah. What are all these recommendations for strange, weird European <laughs> sexual things, there, Lloyd? <laughs> oh wait, I can actually show you. <laughs> The weird no, European section no, thing. No, very cool. So yeah, go and get some grounding in the the period from uh, from Netflix as well. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this will uh, mark the uh, start of them diving into a lot more of this kind of thing. Um, as I say, really like a good role playing game. Um, so it'd be nice to see them maybe look at World War One, do something to do with blood and valor. Mm. Lots of interesting stories you could tell about those first few years of the war when everything was kind of a little bit on edge and no one really knew what you know what technology each side had and that kind of thing as well and how things were coming together. But um, but yeah, really awesome to see them going in a, a new direction for their tabletop games. Mm-hmm. As well. yeah. Very cool. Funko Games on the board game side of it have announced their newest board game coming this August. And oh my, it filled me with nostalgia. So as soon as I saw this one, I really did shout to myself. I did. I did. I saw it and I went, hey, you guys, at the top of my lungs. Crap. <laughs> I'm wearing the wrong T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't guessed it already by the quote, um, the Goonies Never Say Diet, the board game is uh, coming to the tabletop. And I actually cannot contain my excitement. Um, <laughs> so if you know and if you have seen the Goonies, you wanted to go on a treasure hunt with them. You did. That was the thing of it. So you're lying if you didn't. I'm telling you that now. If you didn't want to be part of the Goonies. Uh, the board game implements parts of the Well, movie. well, you well, say that. You wanted well, to be part of the Goonies, but you didn't want to be doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> no. No. Is, uh, all of us doing the truffle shuffle now? I, don't know. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it at the time, but I can bloody well do it now. <laughs> <laughs> The board game influenced parts of the movie. So you work as your favourite characters like Mikey, Mouth, Chunk, Dangerous, Mikey. Um, And you do it cooperatively to overcome like puzzles and strategy to attempt to escape the clutches of the Fratellis. And you were, of course, hunting down at one-eyed Willie's Willie's gold. Um, But it wouldn't be the Goonies if it wasn't for twists and turns. <laughs> it wouldn't. So although this is for two to five players, you aren't all working together. There is one player to cause a little bit of chaos. Oh, cool. So there is the Goondogs Master. They will have control wow, over really, threats that loom. Really teasing us with that photo there, aren't they? Oh, I know. <laughs> you really? love those photos. At some point, we might show you this in high res. <laughs> I, I, I really, what I particularly liked about that image is that the components word, word lettering is all in nice, like <laughs> AD and HD, and then everything oh, yeah. else is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are many other. The, the Goondock Master, he, he controls the Pratellis, the rats, the bats, the skeletons, everything that you find underground, and many other creepy beings. So, there's nine different adventures to set on and there is not one second where you would not feel immersed in the Goonies because that the components that you just saw just there Lloyd they fit the theme perfectly because they're they're my favourite thing because they're based on the gems in One-Eyed Willie's Pirate Stash so I think they're great but um, I'm personally hopefully though they have this see this little medallion something that represents the medallion in it yeah, be and that yeah. way we can hold it up and find the Death Star too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always really anxious about board games that take on licenses. I find nostalgic. I do. Oh, yeah. I get a bit uncomfortable with it, but 
I really enjoyed the Back to Future board game that Funko did. Um, so I've got really high hopes for this one, but there's already plans as well for the Goonies board game to expand the universe already. So there, there's not some characters within the base game, but under the Goondocks expansion, it continues the story from the base game with Steph, Andy, Bran, Tony, and, and you get three extra adventures as well. So the rule book is available to download if you do want to take a peek. Um, it looks like it's been ripped straight from a treasure map, so I really do appreciate that. <laughs> but if you do want to take a look, just head over I to want the to take Funko a look. webpage. Yeah, the Funko webpage it's up on. That's where that, that image is from, the one that you just said. Where do I do? What, what do I click? Well, go so on the Funko. Get, go on the Funko. Oh, oh yeah, I'll just click there. Back to the Future. Oh, I'll have to back do to it. Back to the Future. Right, that's We've realised now that Funko games can sell their games based on t- three seconds of music now. So, uh, or, <laughs> yeah. le- or a quote. So There you go. Yeah. Go on to the game page. Yeah. And if you scroll down, you've got it. There you go. Oh. So you can have a look at but it's so cool Aww. that really does bring in the goonies doesn't it like very nice yeah so it does look like a lot of fun um wow there's a said, lot to this game as well <laughs> there is it yeah. looks quite intense um yeah. but i'm gonna be disappointed if i don't put this on the table and someone doesn't at least truffle shuffle once every <laughs> single time i play it well, I that's, will be that's how you determine initiative who's, first player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's got the best truffle shuffle yeah. <laughs> but um it is exciting to see funko games pick up some really cool licenses which mm-hmm. they are expanding into and i genuinely i think because they've got all of their uh, funko pop vinyls and stuff like that they are implementing that into some of their games as well so i'm quite excited to see the goonies come up and i'm quite excited to see um what other stuff they are going to come yeah, with yeah. As well. very nice Sweet. Well, Ben, next up we've a bit of fantasy then. Yeah, so uh, next up got a little bit of quick news from the folks at Crooked Dice. They are putting together the final few steps of their new 7TV fantasy range, which is going to be launching. And we got to look at a nice piece of cover art of the box by David Needham, which shows off uh, some of the miniatures and also some of the kind of worlds that you'll be able to dive into. Uh, Because as a lot of people will know, they have been working on this for, I think it's maybe a year or so now, maybe a little bit longer than that. Put together a really awesome array of miniatures from lots of different creators and also working with Edge Hill University in order to make the game. And that's what you can see in some of the videos that you see here, which are the behind the scenes. How do I see many? Can we see minis and stuff? If you, go to the, if you go to the Crooked Dice website, you'll be able to see some of their 7TV stuff. So if you scroll up oh. and click on uh, one of the, yeah, click on that. The stuff that's in the <laughs> box, though. Uh, no, there's no signs of what's in the box just yet. And if it's oh, okay. like the other boxes, they'll have done it so that you have to buy the miniatures separately and there'll just be the rules in there. But, um, oh, so this skeleton. doesn't come with minis? Uh, well, the previous sets didn't. So maybe this one won't as well. So, but yeah, oh. uh, no specific details on that right yet. Right that, yet? That's not right English. <laughs> that skeleton you just had up looks straight from Jason and the Argonauts. The one yeah, probably was. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there are a host of. Um, <laughs> There are a host of pop culture references that yes. creep into seven TV stuff. So, I think last year when they started exploring fantasy, we just saw generic barbarian, generic elf, generic dwarf, really nice models, but nothing that would really pin them down to one specific IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, recently, we've seen some people creeping out there, like uh, Elric of Melraborn, and um, uh, yeah. what was the name, the general from Willow. 
Oh yes, uh, that guy. Uh, you can tell it. I, I can't remember his name, but the mask is very that guy. Um, yeah. iconic. If, if you click on the Crooked Dice website, you should be able to see them on the uh, on the front. Willow. So, you remember the one though? He wore a skull helmet. Bath Morda sent him out to murder everybody. Yeah. So if you go to Eric. our, our uh, if you go to shop, Martigan went mental, grabbed his uh, door, and then go sword, to miniatures, like and then there is there fantasy or new releases. Where who are we talking about? That Geralt. Yeah, third yes, across between Geralt. <laughs> Not Geralt. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Oh, Planet of the Eight. Yeah, so that's the guy from Willow. And then you've got yeah, Eric of Melnaborn on the on the on the right hand side. You've got Geralt <laughs> on the other. And then you reminded me of who the other guy with the crown is, but I can't uh, remember. He's from Sword and Sorcery. He's uh yeah, yeah. Oh How cool. What you call him? Cromwell or Cornwell? Cromwell. Ah. The sorcerer from Sword and Sorcerer. But if you go to Not fantasy to there, with Lloyd, Sword we'll and Sorceress. Uh, we'll see the other ones, but um, there we go. Yeah, because as I say, they've been working on this for quite a while. Uh, and there you see those initial sets that they bought out, which are the adventurer packs, which are from statuesque miniatures, I think they are, yeah. uh, which is really great. Um, but they, they, they've then expanded, expanded, expanded out on that uh, with loads of stuff from a range of sculptors that will be very familiar to people. Um, so they've been working with uh, a lot of different teams. People like Antediluvian getting on board as well and doing bits and pieces, which is really nice. Uh, but yeah, they've they've done a, a whole selection of uh, of quirky and interesting uh, characters for you to use in your games. Because obviously, one of the main focuses of anything to do with like Seven TV is that you're making a show, or at least it was with the originals. Yeah, and that kind of flows into what they're doing this, where you're actually making a fantasy adventure on the table and you're, you're playing out the quests and stuff that you get into. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty really- sweet. Because yeah, I only ever thought of 70s TV shows when I thought Crooked Dice. So yeah. that has been put to bed. I can now think of fantasy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And they're probably going even further than that uh, in the next couple of years. I know they've, they've done Pulp, obviously, which is one of their mm-hmm. big ones that they did with Ed- Edge Hill University a couple of years ago now, doing fantasy. I, I imagine they'll probably head into space and do something more with their Colony 87 collection, yeah. maybe. So that'll be nice to there, see. But, uh, there, was, there was massive... Uh, work done especially with fans doing it into a star wars adaptation yeah um so you had that scooby-doo crept in as well I've done teenage mutant ninja turtles too. yeah look yeah. how yeah. big that slug is the, yeah. the colossal slug yeah. is indeed colossal need a big old bag of salt for that yeah <laughs> very much so, so. a small yeah. circle will not keep it away <laughs> somebody called sam and yeah. dean uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to, to, to go back to it. So um, a couple of the videos that we had in that original news story there, you can watch those through to get a behind the scenes look at how, how it all came together. Mm-hmm. Not Horlicks, I didn't say Horlicks. <laughs> uh, but um, as I say, they worked with Edge Hill University on this. So they actually had a bunch of students helping them uh, uh, put the game to life and there's been some amazing stuff that they've done in the past for this so uh if you if you like to see the process behind how these stories come to life then uh, this is definitely one to to go and check out um they've they've been at it for a while and uh, it's very cool to see the fruits of their labors so yeah it's a, yeah it's another it's another good example of um university cooperation with yes. gaming yeah. so we'd seen it already with uh, edinburgh university and um osprey games slash daniel mersey where they, they did the crusade yeah the crusader version of yeah. lion rampant wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which was literally them going to osprey going we'd like to do this can we because it's your license and they're going yeah that's fine and daniel going jump in there uh, and worked uh, very closely with them so yeah it's nice because you get a fresh look because people generally if you're in the industry you start to f- follow a certain path 
and this become very blinkered into your game design um, because this works for you and therefore it becomes a, a thing where you just end up reskinning rather than innovating. Uh, so having people who have no experience coming in and going, why don't we do this? Well, actually, you can't do that. That's a terrible idea. But other people will go, why don't we do this? Going, That's genius, actually, and yeah. something they wouldn't have thought of. And having that combination, because sometimes the obvious things get missed. So I, I like to see the, the university involvement yeah. as well, because it's a good way to get people into games and game design. Probably the ultimate way to create a game would be to get the cat from Red Dwarf. That would be an ultimate way to do it, but it would be very... <laughs> I'm going to say... Isn't there a rule somewhere? Somewhere? That someone has invented that does something? It's very, uh, very sartorial-based, though. It, it, really, it really makes me uh, wish that when I was at university, they'd had uh, courses on game tabletop design. game design. Yeah. That would have yeah. been really nice. So, yeah. It would be yeah. different. Back it then, makes they were me doing wish that David I drank Beckham. less and played more. <laughs> Does that really though? Nah. nah Does it? Nah. nah. nah I, I, spent, I spent three grand on beer in the first <laughs> in the first three months of going to uni. <laughs> nice. You've achieved, Lois. I say I say me, me and Warren drank. We drank <laughs> all our student loans in the, the first, in the first three months. And then That's we could amazing. all I had was I had beans to eat. And then the, the rest of the students would all go to the pub at lunchtime and I'd be standing there and he'd be like Oh, do you want to drink, Lloyd? And I'd be like, no, but if you could buy me a chip, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Already met my quota. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, uh, some awesome stuff there from the folks at uh, Crooked Dice. Can't wait to see how that all comes together with the full release. Uh, moving on to World War II. Well, we're moving back to World War II. Mm. Uh, the folks at Trenchworks uh, were originally going to be taking this new set of miniatures to Kickstarter, but they decided to put it up as pre-orders over on their website instead. Uh, so they have put together a really awesome D-Day landing uh, team, effectively, for the US as they storm the beaches of Normandy. Uh, you can buy the set as the bundles that you see there, which comes with uh, command squads, uh, squads of soldiers, uh, as well as a couple of uh, specialists. So you've got flamethrowers, mortars, bazooka teams, and the like as well. Uh, there's also a really neat sort of objective marker they've put into this set as well, which is really cool. Uh, and also the Higgins boat too, if you wanted to get your landing craft on the on the tabletop. Um, but yeah, a really awesome set that is available either as the large bundle or individually. Uh, over on their web store right now as a pre-order. Um, they, they said they're going to kind of treat it a little bit like a Kickstarter over on their web store, mm -hmm. uh, where you can kind of go over and you can pre-order the stuff. And as things get sort of, as the number of people who pre-order goes up, they maybe start to add a few bits and pieces in here and there as well, which is really nice to see. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Similar to Nick Starter. I love the, yes. um, yeah. the, the peekaboo objective marker. Mm. It's really nice, and I've Which seen it in a film. This? That's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 but I can't remember what, where he literally takes chewing gum out of a guy's mouth. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, is is this guy. Ryan. This guy here is Tom Hanks. He takes the chewing gum. Is it Tom Hanks' character who takes it? Does that? Tom pretty Hanks. sure it is. Could be. Certainly, but, uh, but yeah, probably not alone going in doing like that. This. Yeah. <laughs> It's very um, themed, obviously, to the beach landings. So all mm. the troops look like they're rushing up the beach, which is very cool to see, obviously, in the posing yeah. and things like that. Um, it may make them slightly less usable beyond the beaches and stuff like that, but I'm sure you could play around with it and have some fun because, you know, troops running in random directions is probably what happened throughout most of the war. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. one to, to go and check out if you're interested in this particular period of World War II. So. It'd be fascinating to see how it... Uh finally comes out because obviously with the renders there 
you get an idea of what they're going to look like. But I'm yeah. wondering, is it going to be a resin or metal release? Because I know they do I would um, say it's 3D going to be printing and, and prototyping. And that's yeah. just a guess based on, look at these guys. It just looks like a block of resin the way it's presented yeah. there, doesn't it? Yeah, their, their normal sort of focus is kind of like tanks and stuff that they've done for, for various uh, periods of the war. So probably, uh, I would assume like many of their tanks are done in yeah. resin. So. <laughs> resin it is. Mm. I said quickly flash their tanks. Look at that. <laughs> that's, all tank. that's all you get, T. Oh, there you go, yeah. That's all you I, get. Resin and metal parts there for the smaller pieces. So yeah, but yeah, very good. If you're diving into uh, World War Two, definitely. Mm. So yeah, go and check it out. Oh, oh, I'm going back. Look at this. What? We <laughs> can't ready to it. stop teasing us, Lloyd. We can only go <laughs> forward. I've got a re-tease. Look at this. <laughs> Look, they've got whippets. Oh, <laughs> Do have a whippet, yeah. I was looking at that on the XLBS months ago. Thinking of buying these. go shopping again. Oh, to do a conversion <laughs> of these. Oh, somewhere to go. Back on topic, back on topic. <laughs> so uh, moving away from World War II, uh, we're heading into the far future, or in fact, actually the fairly near future for battle systems, uh, because these releases are coming out in uh, summer 2021. So nice. right about now. Uh, we're going to have two new expansions coming up for Core Space, which is their excellent narratively driven uh, uh, miniatures game on the tabletop. Um, the first of these is called Black Star Rising, which will uh, be kind of a replacement for their shift change set. Although don't worry if you didn't have that set originally, they're going to make a lot of the different elements a bit free to download and, and pick up later on down the line, which is nice. Uh, but this set comes with four new characters for you to include as part of your maybe trader crews or maybe as NPCs within your campaign games. It's also going to have three new missions for you to dive into. And also, uh, as I say, there's what am I, like linked scenarios as well. What am I looking at here? Is this and this the same thing? or is... They're two different sets. So the first one of those is Black Star Rising, as I was yeah. saying, uh, which gives you those four characters. And then the second one, which is the one below that, is called Wanted, Dead or Alive. Uh, now, one of the cool things about um, Core Space is, is, as I say, got that narrative element to it, uh, where you're playing as your trader crews going around trying to complete your missions and sort of unlocking boxes on the tabletop and getting loot out of them and that kind of thing. You may be chased by the Purge, but you might also be chased by some bounty hunters. And that's where these, these two characters come in. So you've got Nokura and Valian, who are the two bounty hunters in that second set, yeah, uh, yeah. who are going yeah, yeah. to be hunting you down as you go about your business this set also comes with the auxiliaries as you see there now these bounty hunters can use them to help them hunt down the players but trader crews can actually pick these up and use them in their own crews as well so if you wanted to have like an alien dog to come around with you uh, as you're doing your business then you can do or maybe you want a drone instead uh, then you can do that as well so if you're looking for a droid companion sort of star wars-esque then you can uh, dive in and give that a go That's um, cool. really That's awesome miniatures percent, as always yeah. yep and uh, yeah, uh, you can also see the amazing terrain that these guys do as well. Uh, Battle systems um, have well, we're making terrain way before they did uh, course base, but their terrain is very awesome. Kind of, it's it's like a puzzle box of stuff that you can kind of assemble in different ways to create these really awesome interior locations. They've also done exterior buildings and fantasy sets and all sorts of things as well. Uh, but um, you can yeah, flat pack it all away when you're you done. If you don't exactly. have uh, yeah. if you don't have permanent layout set up as well, yeah. which is really nice. What you do though is you you do require time to sit and put all the wee bits together. So, oh yeah. So the idea is if you're going to build up a big set, is build the whole thing up and then break it up in chunks 
subsections to put into like little tubs and stuff and then transport it around that way rather than breaking it all down into little bits unless you've got kids and you want to keep them quiet for a day (laughs) here you go children children build my board (laughs) i require a space facility for tomorrow that's what i'm gonna do this christmas i buy my missus 3d jigsaws every christmas I'm just going to buy a box of this stuff and say, here is your 3D jigsaw. <laughs> this is looking an awful lot like wargaming terrain, right? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, it's a, it's a fantasy castle. Keep building. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Well, you might if your Lloyd's misses, mind you. Just mix them all together and it will be a really difficult 3D puzzle. <laughs> Give her a couple of pictures. I want this now this. This is, this is what they can make. Go, go. Anyway, uh, so free, moving away from the future. Yes. Into I'm the, speaking. Uh, retro past. Exactly the same. Oh. Speaking of another 2021 release. So I used to really <laughs> enjoy the card game Transformers, the card game from Hasbro. And I was a bit gutted when they took it away from the shelves because I'm a massive Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. So I'm a bit of an IDW fiend. Um, so when I saw that Renegade Game Studios are making Transformers, the deck building game, ready to release this summer i was over the moon so the game doesn't require more than one player although you can gain a good few experiences if you do so it takes like one to five players and they will have control of the autobots to do exactly what they do best stop the decepticons in their tracks so you can engage solo competitively or cooperatively and there are multiple layers and what's even better it's not a living card game so you're not going to need to keep collecting and collecting oh yeah this is getting bought i know it's cool isn't it it's It's classic transformers as well it's gen one yeah Yeah. Yeah. so the rc got bumblebee got jazz optimus prime Oh, I can't These wait guys, to see. I can't. He doesn't. He doesn't fare well in the movie. Lloyd's just gonna go off on one now. Oh yeah, it's fine. he gets killed pretty quickly in Transformers the movie, so <laughs> he doesn't fare too well. So you can bring him back to life. Yeah, oh. this is. Oh, it's great. I, I can't wait to see how each Autobot changes up the game as well. So as I said before, players do assume the role of Autobots. That's it. They do. They transform, so you don't just get the bot version; you get the vehicle version as well. So bot to vehicle, whilst upgrading your way to success to take down Very the Decepticon. Nice. So the core set's available to be pre-ordered, and there are some expansions in mind and in the pipeline as well. So players eventually will be able to take the side of the Decepticons within the Transformers universe. So I can imagine the competitive play side of things. So that's going to be a lot more diverse. And if you did want to pick up some of the special cards, Renegade Game Studio has a free promo pack as well. So that comes on the side as your pre-order. And it's got jazz in it. Jazz is one of my favourites. I love jazz. Um, So you can take the musically talented Autobot into battle. And this is going to be heading to the tabletop in August this year. And it's all contained within a core box, which includes everything you need to play with cards, tokens, rules to get you stuck back into the Transformers in card form. So I'm super, super stoked for this. The thing that I really like about this uh, is the fact that it's kind of a self-contained game. Because not, I think was it last year or maybe the year before? Time is a uh, strange contract. Yeah. Um, what year is it? <laughs> there was a 
There was a Transformers collectible card game. Now, was that from WizKids or was it from a different company? But anyway, that came out and my friend was really into it, but he said it was, and it was said it was a really fun game, but he said it was really hard to find the bots you wanted in order to play the kind of games that you wanted to play. Whereas mm-hmm. obviously with this, everything's going to come in that set. Yeah. So you're going to get to play as Optimus Prime and all, all the cool, uh, cool Autobots and stuff uh, in, in your games, which would be really awesome. Yeah. Have you seen, off topic, <laughs> I don't Go care. On. Have you seen the self-transforming Optimus Prime toy? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, so, yeah. have you? What do you mean, so? Oh, you know, you know, you know what, Lloyd? No, no you, I haven't, Lloyd. You, you should show us, Lloyd. Oh, check this out. I'm going to have to have volume. <laughs> Forget what Jay and Silent Bob. Nah, we don't care. Whoa. Right. I just realized was that was Jay and Silent so Bob. Good, was it so good that Kevin Smith cried? <laughs> What's Bob talking? That's making me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but when left his own devices, oh, Bob oh, won't oh. ever talk. Oh, Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh, that it was only me. Roll out. <laughs> I'd not seen this. I'd not seen it do it. I'd seen it as a gif, I think it was. Oh right. Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. You you just have it on the table and you just press the button every so often just to make it change. <laughs> I think every week Keep there is breathing. something that makes me go yeah. this week. Oh my god. Do you right. just say to it, Autobots transform, and it yeah, does it or something? Yeah, that's it. It's oh. just for a whole list. That's awesome. <laughs> like, so cool. <laughs> Autobots roll out, and he drives off. Oh. Nerds. I work with nerds. And there's another one. Look at that. Autobot, go to the shops, and he does that. No way. That's I think he does a fist pump thing somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's already done it. Oh, no, here, here we go. Cool. Like, it's going to destroy the ground below. Oh, you got a Wii remote as well, but it looks a Doosh. Oh, oh man! Superhero landing. It's, uh, that was whenever he seen Shia LaBeouf just blow him. <laughs> um, you can't hate those Indiana films. Jones. No, <laughs> no more of these things anymore. Ah, oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> as, they, as they've as they've said about those movies, why is why is Optimus Prime so mad? <laughs> He's meant to be the nice Avery. one. <laughs> yeah, it's best not to question the movies. Yeah. They just didn't happen. Yeah. Let's I don't just mind Bumblebee. Away. Bumblebee was quite good because yeah. it was more Gen One looking, and I prefer the Gen oh, One. Yeah, look. yeah. The Bumblebee feels really, really good. Yeah. Really complicated nipples all over them <laughs> that they have in the other movies. I mean to say, bolts all over them, not nipples. <laughs> You meant to say that, but you didn't. Show us your bolts. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. How about you show us the broken realms? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Good <laughs> segue. We well done. We can well move done. away from that. So, uh, as well as Transformers, we also have some really awesome stuff. Transforming the Mortal oh, Realms. Oh. <laughs> uh, the final book in the Broken Realms series, Kragnos, is going to be available to pre-order this weekend from Store on Tabletop. Uh, Swing! And, and also other places. Hold on, I'm going to um, have to do it properly. Swing! Yeah, look at that! <laughs> 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 I'll do the truffle shuffle now. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is going to come with all the new rules for Kragnos and, and obviously his de- <gasps> his armies of destruction as they rampage across the realm of Gur, mm-hmm. uh, looking to put paid to the people that put him away within his prison. That was a lot of plosives. Um, uh, in keeping with that, there's going to be a couple uh, of additional releases as well. So obviously you've got the Kragnos miniature, as you can see there. Big old centaur boy. 
rocking it onto the table. Mm. Pretty massive, probably about the size of a Gargant, oh, if you've not seen one of those. We've also got Lord Croak there, who was one of the people that was that sealed Kragnos away all those years ago within his uh, his mountainous tomb. Uh, you've also got a couple of new Slaneshi models. Um, so this is a consequence of Marathi uh, ascending to godhood and taking her eye off the ball when it came to leashing up Slanesh. Now Slanesh is loose within the mortal realms and has a couple of new uh, sort of scions with Dexessa and Sinessa, who are the two uh, sort of like aspects of Sinesh taken to the tabletop. To oh, kick I ass. see what they've done there. <laughs> you can, is this the, this is the one where you can buy two sets with two different builds, realistically, isn't it? They uh, don't come. I think it's, I think it's one set and you make one of them. Yeah. So you buy a different yeah, yeah. set and you can yeah. build it. Yeah. So if you build two, you can build both of them, yeah. which is weird, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Where, um, let me just clear that up. So if you buy one box, you can build either option, is what you mean to say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that, it was exactly what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you buy one, you get one free. Um, you've also got. Um, you don't. Wa- you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no guarantee. Yeah. Let me just, not- just let me, you don't. Let me just emphasize that. Not with GW. Stored on tabletop.com is amazing but it's not that amazing <laughs> no uh, buy one get a second one at the same no point. you don't no oh yes you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've also got the war song revenant so um, uh, Alariel has decided to make her her own claim on the realm of Gur and so has decided to get her Sylvaneth ready for battle once more with the war song revenant there fantastic model if he just took that thing off the back and put it on the base instead that would have been fine but then he wouldn't have his tiny caterpillar looking over That's his shoulder true. going why are you playing? That's not, that's not how that is. What you doing? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. You've also got uh, a couple of new uh, witch hunters. It's been a very weird show. It has, yeah. <laughs> All your fault. None's not doing me. We've also got a couple of new witch hunters in the form of Galen and Doralia Vendensed who uh, a lot of people will know from some of the previews we saw a couple of months ago. Mm. Uh, they are specialists in hunting down, obviously, vampires and the like. But also, they uh, have a penchant for hunting down big, massive monsters. Turns out Kragnos is a big, massive monster. Maybe they'll have something to do with that. And interesting, massive flipping crossbow. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Interesting point of law in this that I didn't work out until this week, but they're called Vendensed. Right. Now, Ionus Cryptborn who was the one of the characters within the original starter set for Age of Sigmar, is actually a Vendensed from back in the day. So these are his ancestors, which is really awesome. So, mind blown. There Look at go. all that linked lore. Oh, wheels within Maybe. wheels. You give us a good bit of lore every week, Ben. Yeah. You really yeah. don't. It's uh, it's almost as if Games Workshop keep drawing me back in. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, as well as the Broken Realms, we also got told some stuff uh, about Warhammer animations. Um, so a lot of people will know that uh, Games Workshop have been working uh, in the past on uh, their own animated series. Uh, they've brought on people who, for example, the creator of Astartes, uh, we've also got the creator behind um, Angels of Death and that kind of thing as well. But they're also going to be doing their own animated shorts and that kind of stuff too. Now, they had a preview last weekend where they basically showed off the slate of shows that are going to be worked on. So there's going to be 11 new projects that are going to be coming out uh, in, well, this year, in fact. Uh, and they also showed some little snippets of what's coming up, as well as because some kind of like, um, kind of law breakdowns of what's happening. So it's mm. almost like a little bit of a snapshot in terms of like uh, the theme and the kind of um, 
the feeling they're evoking for each of these. This is a fairly boring video. I, I won't make you sit through this one, but the one below it has a really cool sizzle oh, reel. Oh, on I it. want to get uh, to the exciting one for goodness uh, sakes. <laughs> Why is the uh, non exciting one at the top for goodness sakes? Because it has all the shows in it. Look. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could have just but, looked at this. Uh, so they're all 40K apart from Black Talon, which is going to be set in Age of Sigma following Neve Black Talon, the assassin mm -hmm. of uh, Sigma, which is very cool. Um, this one, but sizzle reel. Yeah, this is all. Uh, so this is all going to be available through the service called Warhammer Plus. Now, if anyone who has, has heard of anything in the past that has Plus at the end of it, normally means a subscription service. Mm -hmm. Is it one? We don't know because they didn't tell us. They're going to tell us on June 23rd instead. Uh, so this was an announcement for the announcement. Which uh, is yeah. just I assume it is, but it's never going to be as cool as the Cult of Games. Well, Never. Yeah. Yeah. You could join the Cult of Games and just see us, our pretty faces. Hey, every Sunday. Why would you want to see these when you can see us? Look at this. Look how we're not even animated. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the thing that, now, not a Sunday morning. We're not <laughs> now, the interesting thing for me with this is that 11 shows doesn't seem like a lot to start a subscription service mm -hmm. with. And they have said they're going to be doing additional stuff as well. So they have said they're going to be doing things like miniature giveaways special offers and sort of behind the scenes things and that kind of thing it's going to have to be a pretty interesting package in order to get people to subscribe for it yeah, sure. um but you know uh, i am more than willing to accept games workshop if they put together a really nice package of content if it's a bit meh then i can see people obviously complaining about it uh but uh, that is the want of the internet I guess. <laughs> um, I'm certainly liking all the animations we're seeing. Uh, bar Angels of Death, I think it looks really weird and clunky and, and horrible. I don't like it. Sorry, everyone who likes Angels of Death, I don't. Uh, but um, everything else looks pretty freaking awesome, I will say. Uh, and I'm very excited to see the uh, stuff for Warhammer Age of Sigmar in particular, because as much as I like the Grimdark, I do quite like a little bit of Mortal Realms murder as well. So, yeah. I am still slightly flabbergasted that this isn't something that was like a collaboration between them and Netflix or Prime. Yeah. I mean, Prime buy anything. So, the, you know. The problem is Prime yeah. will buy anything, but then they have a terrible tendency to cancel it. They're not that long after true. it. So this way it's kept in house and nobody, yeah. nobody can hand them editorial yeah. notes going, uh, you need to add X, Y, and Z or take out yeah. A, B, and C. I would say they've gone the right route on this, just keeping this particular <laughs> thing in house. Because like Derry says, production companies like that, they cancel stuff so quickly boom 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 contained, yeah. american tv shows get cancelled like before they're even shown some of them last longer than they should <laughs> yeah there's that uh, uh, but yeah uh, i mean if this comes as part of an interesting subscription service that includes things like the animations plus and this is just me spitballing here but if you're going to be paying oh, I mean, a, uh yeah if you're going to be playing if you're going to be paying a premium every month month for the animations and all that kind of thing, then surely you could do something like make it so that the codexes are free for you or something ridiculous like that. Mm. Or at least have it so that you can like well, they already get have access a subscription to service for the Warhammer the army app. building. Yes. Yeah. So you maybe I would assume the Warhammer app is going to sort of merge into this. But from what people have told me online about the Warhammer app, it is terrible. Hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I don't hold out that much hope. As I say, me. this sounds like I am hammering the nail into Games Workshop's <laughs> coffin, but I would love to see this come to life because how long have we been waiting for Warhammer animations and films and that kind of thing? Yeah, um, forever, and then we don't have to read the books anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had old, we had Ultramarine. <laughs> uh, I'm just having flashbacks to the 
decades we waited for a warhammer mmo rpg yeah, uh, yeah. and then that died in its backside twice yeah. not once yeah. kids twice yeah, so you right. know yeah. you pay your money you take your chances i think is the phrase yeah. on this one mm. we shall see what happens when it comes around to june the 23rd i think is the uh, the announcement date of exactly what's going to happen uh but from the little bit of a sizzle reel they had and also the look at the footage for the first five minutes or so of angels of death uh that is coming out in july so that means that june the 23rd is probably going to be the announcement and it'll be released maybe a week or so after that so not long to wait if you're looking forward to some warhammer plus goodness so yeah that wraps us up for the news for this week so we're going to take a little bit of a swish and we'll be right back checking out some of the new digital content that's out there. So diving into 3D printing is the shiz. Uh, we are checking out some awesome stuff this week from Lion Tower Miniatures. Uh, now this is Dan Kelly's uh, little experiment within the 3D printing world. Uh, and and is as is the case with a lot of these, uh, there is both a My Mini Factory and a Patreon for you to get stuck into. But we're going to be looking at the uh, My Mini Factory page first off because there are loads and loads and loads of miniatures for us to dive into with this one because uh, Dan has been working on this for a very long time. Flipping uh, heck. Yes. <laughs> uh, We've also accepted Blimey Charlie. Yes. Where so, would you like to start? <laughs> cool, Blimey. Just click, click something and we'll or go. Bundles. Yeah. Uh, so one of the uh, awesome things about what um, Dan Kelly has put together here is that a lot of the miniatures that you see are kind of focused towards role-playing games, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so the fa a fair amount of them are de designed to kind of be like player characters for you to use in your, your role-playing games like D&D or &D, Pathfinder and that kind of thing as well. And there's a nice mix of different uh, classes and races and stuff you'd like for you to pick from. So you've got your classic humans, your dwarves, your elves, and that kind of thing as well. You've also got slightly more quirky characters and stuff in there. So you've got a few kind of like Dragonkin-style miniatures and that kind of thing too, which is always nice to see. Um, and then, of course, you have all the different classes. So you can have your rocking bard, as you can Same. see there. Um, the winners uh, of Eurovision right there. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got an ocarina on his neck? He does, he does have an ocarina yeah. around his neck because he's also a Zelda fan. <laughs> um, and and yeah, uh, as I say, like uh, Dan Kelly's been doing this for a really long time. So a lot of the miniatures themselves are full of like detail and action. And I've actually been able to pick up a few of the uh, physical miniatures from uh, Lion Tower uh, at a couple of conventions over the years, and they are very, very crisp. Uh, oh. Obviously, you're going to be printing these off at home. Uh, there are actually options to buy them as physical models from over on their website, but this is more obviously focused on the 3D printing side of things here as we, as we look at these. But as you can see, there is a huge selection of different characters for you to pick from uh, and sort of dive into your games and play them in different ways. And they are the, it's the kind of selection where you look at it and you think, well, I've got my next role-playing game character sorted out because you've got that's my inspiration basically <laughs> uh, which is very nice is it the dream assassin yeah all one bundle we were just looking at is this yeah. all repeats of the same stuff on no no, no. so you've got no. you've got city watch guards you've got monsters you've got werewolves you've got all sorts of different things how cool now obviously these may be slightly familiar to those people that like a little bit of disc world perhaps uh, especially this uh, this week past was the yeah. glorious revolution yeah so uh, so always yeah. good to see them there yeah. but, uh, so, yeah. 
your bard bundle, which is always nice to see. Coins bard's, always, bard with, bard's always got a hard, uh, a, a raw deal. Um, so it's nice because see. whenever they fail a roll, most of the town goes away and the surrounding yeah, area. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They are the nuclear ah. option. Now, I like this is one of the things I've been doing recently. So um, obviously when you're playing games of, uh, of a fantasy nature, your characters level up and they get That's cooler really as they cool. go. So they've done various versions of the different characters so that you can start off at level one or level three is the best way to start D&D. Ding. Um, and then when you get to like Paragon level, go to level two, and then when you get to Epic, get you know go for a really cool heavily armoured uh, World of Warcraft Final Fantasy style character to tap things off. So Super like, cool. That's a genius oh. way of doing it, to be fair. I like yeah, that. It's, that's a bit fable-esque too there, where it you've is, got yeah. like one who's not nasty because he didn't have horns and one who's <laughs> very nasty because he got big horns. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to work out a way to put all the flies fluttering around. Him as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then put some, cool. put some dead chickens on his base that he's been kicking around. That would be the... Uh, the way to go but yeah um obviously as you can see very nice fantasy adventures for your games on the tabletop mm. uh, see, this yeah. is great mm. i yeah. love seeing the evolution of the character that's uh, that's fantastic i've not seen anything like that before yeah. it's also something that i think would be really nice if you wanted to step away from role-playing games towards for example something like lasting tales by uh by the folks at uh, blacklist because obviously mm. in that game you're playing effectively like a dnd style campaign but in a sk- more skirmishy setting mm. so if you dived in and did something like that you could then use this as you went through your campaign with your friends you know leveling up and then use the heroes in that sense because as most people know when you play dnd you probably rarely get past level nine maybe at the very least at the very most sorry um so so yeah uh, Look how armoured this options. chocobo is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Legally nondescript, uh, standing walking chicken fighter. Yeah, not chocobo. Real players. Yeah. Or it's be a foe. At, uh, honor guard right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to cut those nails. They're freaking me right out. <laughs> raptor claws, though. Right? They do it's look like raptor yeah. claws. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other nice thing about a lot of the stuff that you see here from from Lion Tower is that it's fairly customizable uh, as well. So there's a lot of times where they'll make a kit and then they'll have variants within that. So as you saw, they had some there that had um, different head options and that kind of thing as well yeah. going into the mix. Um, but yeah. And, oh, and I like of, this. Yeah. yeah. Pseudo dragon. Got to have your little incidental pieces as well to go alongside all that stuff. You know, you can't go into dungeon and not find a little pseudo dragon sitting on a pile of books reading them. Uh, and as you go to strike it, it's like, no, please, I'll be your friend. Is that because, he, is that because he's a pseudo-intellectual? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't actually read the books, he just oh. keeps them around and looking. Oh, he likes, I like the it. pictures. <laughs> Shoot, I've got into our space again. Jeez, oh, I can't really use this 360 thing. I, I love it when they break dance. It's yeah, brilliant. Can we not just do, oh, oh. There you go. I do like seeing the base yeah. <laughs> from below. The base. Let's me know. Let's me know what it would look like if I was to ever take it off the base. That would go, obviously. <laughs> That's it, the flatness. Look how flat oh, that base oh, is. Yeah, so yeah. Mm. There's the, there's our dream assassin. Oh, bless him. oh yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I say, I, I've 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 uh, played around with a bunch of their miniatures in the past and really enjoyed them. Uh, I, I would I would assume that their three D printed elements are. Uh, fairly similar in terms of quality uh, and as I say they've been doing it for quite a while now so it's definitely a range that has um, got a bit of a pedigree to it which is always nice to see uh, and obviously when you're looking at something like this it's always good to actually see that there are some examples of how things turn out as well uh, when you dive into these 
Um, yeah. So they have a Patreon then? Yep. Uh, so obviously the My Mini Factory page is where you can go and buy all the stuff that has been either previously released or is part of a larger sort of like archive of content. Their Patreon uh, is live and obviously they do the same thing that um, every Patreon does uh, in this kind of uh, design where they have something every month that'll come out as a big pack of miniatures. You'll be able to dive in and get those for a discounted price and uh, and print them off all at home and uh, and have a little bit of fun with it, uh, which is always good to see. Uh, and I, as is the case with most Patreons as well, they do a lot of sort of like community feedback stuff. So they do some things like live streams and all sorts of different things where they sit down and you can be like, hey, I'm sculpting this. What do you think I should do with this, et cetera, and stuff, which is which is always nice. So yeah, um, very cool stuff there from Line Tower. Uh, sure. Definitely want to go and check out. As I say, they've been working with uh, not just stuff um, for themselves, but also for lots of other uh, companies as well and different games as well. So, so yeah. yeah, they did a beautiful range of fantasy Vikings for pagan miniatures. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Which would be very nice if you like saga for example mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> who the hell likes that game for goodness sakes <laughs> nerds saga and history and all that malarkey did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days Beyond uh, the 3D printing, we're also going to be looking at some Kickstarter stuff because we have some really awesome ones to check out. Uh, and we dive in, first of all, uh, with Lion Tower Miniatures, hey! uh, who have put together a very, very cool Kickstarter last week. It's running right now uh, for the Kingdoms of Taladius. So, so if you liked those really weird bird creatures. Yeah, free, if you weren't paying attention in our 3D section, this is them again. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. The Focobos. Uh, the folk oh my god the folk <laughs> don't say that when you're drunk um, uh, as well as uh, all those lovely chocobos that we saw there they're actually putting together a kickstarter so you can get your hands on all the 3d printed miniatures that they've done beyond that uh, so this is them going back to uh, kind of like not final fantasy uh, and and the sort of uh, the earlier versions of the game um, from back before you know seven and that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, where you can build very awesome fantasy armies using um, very over-the-top characters and villains and all that kind of thing as well um, they've been working on a whole bunch of different things for this um, so you've got all your different characters that you need to lead your army you've got all of the units that you can use to bulk that up and you yeah. can use your rank and file which is good uh, and then you also have some uh, cavalry elements as well so you've got the Larian cavalry um, and and some big monsters and all those sorts of quirky things in there too, which is good. So yeah, it's a Very stunning nice set of figures. I'm just going really through it at the sure. moment. And I'm just thinking, definitely League of Rodria, definitely mm. because I, you could do an entire army just out of these, and that mm. would be done and dusted. Yeah, uh, I, I particularly like the fact that it's a army that could be used for like a variety of different settings mm. uh, and in different ways. So you could use it across a variety of different games. So you, as you say, you could use it for things like the Kingdom of Warrior and stuff and, and diving in to do that. Or you could maybe use it in something like Warlords of Erewhon or Saga, Age of Magic and that kind of thing. Uh, or you could even then break it up and use them as skirmishing elements to uh, sort of warband if you're diving into a smaller game. Uh, and then within each of the different forces, I like that there's all sorts of different variations in them. So you've got sort of like the elven style characters, you've got your humans, you've got your more orcish creatures as well, which is always nice to see. Um, so it's a very, very cool set. 
if you're into 3D printing, obviously. Uh, and uh, so, you want to so make this is entirely... STLs as well. Yes. So this is all okay. STLs that you see here. Uh, although they have said that these models are going to be available later on down the line, probably a couple of months from now, uh, as as physical miniatures uh, over on their Lion Tower Miniatures website. So if you're interested nice. in getting them in the physical format, you can do, or you could just get a friend to print them all off for you. And uh, you know that's what that's what kids are for. Sit in front of the printer and just uh, <laughs> like make that. sure they watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that is very very true indeed. Yeah. That's why we have Justin. Oh my god! <laughs> look how nicely those supports came off that model. That's yeah. That's quite satisfying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and they've managed to hammer out a fair few stretch goals already. I think yes. I don't know if we mentioned it here or if it was on a blog post he did. He reckons. These are going to be a roughly 80 or 85% saving on the retail price. Mm. Wow. Which That's I just a- like to say by Grabthar's hammer, what a savings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if people are interested in this, yes, you will be able to get them off his uh, his page later on. But mm. that, I mean, the, the core army pledge is like 40 quid. Mm. So, I'm sure that I'm sure yeah. things off their support is ASMR to somebody. Um, I bet, yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> let's see what it sounds like. If you'd done it a bit earlier, you'd have been able to hear the sound of him dying inside as he ripped it off too quickly and broke one of them. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do that then. <laughs> no, he doesn't swear, does he? No, he doesn't. No, I'm not getting oh, sounding. Oh, you're not getting sound. Oh, sort it then. No, no point. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he's yeah. already got, um, apart from the, the standard infantry, it was nice that he started with the chickens and unlocked regular horses rather than the other way around <laughs> as well. Yeah. Because you can get an awful lot yeah. of regular mounted human infantry or cavalry rather, um, but having having the uh, the chocobos first is quite nice. You could even run it as like a Basilean force. Because they've all got that kind of ornate armor to them, which is yeah, which is um, cool, so. especially with the ogres, you can have your sort of your mm. uh, palace guard, which would be mm. good as well. I do notice the very first kick, um, stretch goal they unlocked at like two thousand was a selection of fairy kings of war esque bases. <laughs> Just looking at that, going, yeah, that's yeah, that's it's almost like they know regiment. their market. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, textured upgrades to your bases as well. That's Bob, twenty yeah. nice. Very cool. Love it. Yeah. Who's up next then? Uh, so next up, uh, we are sticking within the realm of fantasy. In fact, all of these Kickstarters are fantasy-based, oh, but fantasy. this next one is uh, one that uh, uh, Jerry's going to enlighten us about. This is from Fireforge Games, who have expanded upon their Forgotten World collection with the Stone Realm, which means <laughs> dwarves. Ah, there you go. I was so surprised. And he said, Jerry's going to tell us all about it. I'm thinking Ben will be going, wee! We don't have to talk about them all the time. No, no, I mean, uh, to be fair, I did tell him to put this one in. This was like, oh, yeah, I want dwarves. I- Oh, why are we not talking about these? We should talk about these. Yeah, yeah and they're talking about these. Definitely said. Pulling so, your arm like. Yeah, so uh, Fireforge Games, they have a historic range, but they also have their Forgotten World, and we've seen uh, humans and undead mm-hmm. uh, come out from them last couple of years. So they're revisiting that for their dwarves this time, um, which are an interesting bunch. I've seen I've seen people getting very marmite about them, going, oh, they don't look like dwarves. You're going, are you sure? Because they look like stunted people in armour to me. That's small with beards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much a dwarf. 
Yeah. Their, their armor doesn't look like dwarves. Are you going by some historical basis, my friend? <laughs> so uh, what we have here is a uh, Kickstarter campaign to unlock a range of plastic kits. Um, the initial kit, which is what the initial funding is for, is oh, the infantry. There's a good pair of legs. Oh, look at that torso. And a neck piece. Oh, oh. Oh, swing. So happy with yourself right now, aren't you? <laughs> so happy. <laughs> so the the initial the initial kit to make the uh, Stone Realm um, sort of infantry will give you the parts to make uh, a command set and then also Dwarven Warriors with either sword and board or uh, spear. Mm. But they're hoping to have a few stretch goals along the way as well that will allow them to do some other infantry kits and even a cavalry kit. So it's important to note with this initial thing, even though they've shown what they're looking to do, the hammer and uh, arquebuser set and the uh, ram Rampal riders, yeah. they're all stretch goals. So if you are backing this at the moment, the only thing you'll be backing for will be the standard infantry. But I do like the infantry with the massive tower shields on them. Um, and I don't know, you know, they they have a, a distinctive look that fits within the world of Forgotten Realms that they've this already is, developed. This is what I like about it. Other people may not like this about it, mm. but I like the fact that their so, armor looks like armor. Th this armor looks like armor, and it looks somewhat similar to, to the, the humans North that they've already done. Armor yes. yeah. Them, rather than yeah. it just being some exaggerated, like in your face fantasy, sharp angles, bits sticking out everywhere. Probably yeah. for me, this might be the sort of dwarf army that I've been waiting for because. For a long time, I've been like, I should build a dwarf army. And mm. it's been a toss-up. Well, it's a, it is now a toss-up between these and the ones from Northstar. The Oathmark ones. Yeah, the Oathmark stuff, yeah. ones. Which are more sort of Tolkien-esque. These are a bit more heavily armoured and uh, punchy, shall we say. Yeah, they give me almost like a kind of, is it like 15th, 16th century kind of vibe to them? Yeah. Uh, especially in the kind of, you've got sort of a slashed silks, Every so often, you've got the big feathery hats, and the, obviously the occupiers, and the yeah, and yeah. those big shields and everything as well. Um, but uh, that's yeah. a set I'm really looking forward to, um, just because behind there for I, base, I, I, yeah. I, need, I need sharpshooters for my dwarf army for Kings yeah. of War as well, which, funnily enough, come with guns which, behind oh, the shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's literally well. that, that'll be hard plastic versions right there. Get in there, and also the spare bulwarkers won't go miss either but the things like the head options in here are very nice because you've got the uh the, the sort of the bucket helms but you also have the slightly more fantasy-esque flat-topped ones that to me are a bit more fantasy and dwarven in fact they're very yes you know, mantic have very <laughs> similar flat head looking yeah. affairs whereas if you don't want that you have um the more medieval version or even the cloth caps that sort of thing mm -hmm. so it, it it all ties back into that idea of the world building that they've got mm -hmm. where yes their armor doesn't look massively different from the humans but why would it they're human shaped yes they're shorter <laughs> yeah. but helms are helm shaped for a reason because yeah. they deflect and reinforce specific parts so unless dwarves have odd shaped heads they don't need <laughs> A helmet that's a weird shape <laughs> and their armor doesn't need to be weird shaped people yeah. need to wind their necks in uh, armor is armor shaped because <gasps> it's armor the rambuck riders, the yeah, riders. Yeah. Now, they're that, very cool that is far off in the distant distant land before uh before we see that because we're currently uh 
just over three weeks to go um, and they're just on the cusp of funding the initial infantry set that is one of the last sort of sets that they're looking to fund so hopefully over the next sort of three three and a half weeks they'll get there um, mm -hmm. because I can imagine an awful lot of people will be wanting to fire all of the dwarf cavalry on the tabletop <laughs> I mean why would you not look at that yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially, yeah. I think somebody's got a pig face bassinet as well, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, they place. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. that's always good because you can imagine that if you don't have the action, always headbutt them, take an eye. I like that they've also. You were talking about options before that they've done it so that you can have both male and female dwarves, and there's yeah. also relevant bodies to go for them as well, which is always nice. And the fact that it's multi-part means that you can assemble them in different. You can actually play around with the poses a lot more, yeah. which I think is quite nice. Uh, which is which is always good when it comes to a a, a plastic kit. Yeah, and, and I mean they're very open to feedback um, within the the comment section as well. So some people were saying the dwarf warriors with sword and board. Oh, dwarves should have axes because reasons. Uh, so they said, you know, if they reach that point that there are axes and hammers in the hammer set, but what they will do is uh, potentially look at casting up just the hammer arms in resin for backers if, they, if they're, if you know, just after some That'd additional axe yeah. hands and stuff like that. So yeah. they're, they're doing their best to, um, to be as open and approachable as possible. Uh, one of the interesting things is they're completely EU based EU slash UK based so I think Renedra used to do their their uh, yes and, and manufacture yeah. and I believe they still are um, which is one of the reasons why unlike some other companies they're not going we've got a goal of five thousand pounds and there's going to be 60 men in a box it's because it's not coming from China um, <laughs> they, they specifically aim to do everything as you know locally as they can within Italy and England and uh, and therefore you may be paying slightly more but you know you're getting an excellent quality product at the end of the day that's you know, that's been manufactured um, in Europe so that's the payoff if, if you want cheap you will go to China they've decided that they don't <laughs> they want to stick with what they know already uh, which is possibly one of the reasons why they're lagging behind on funding where some other companies would have already been hammering it out there um, which is a Depressing to see. Uh, we have seen a, a couple of the resins on the way past there as well, which is nice. The, oh. the rune master with his potato. Yeah, so they're going to be there resin like a lot of their characters are. Just slightly uh, up, slightly up. There uh, we go. So oh. if, anyone, if anyone's looked at the Fire Forge range previous to this, you'll notice that they always do like a, well, they tend to do plastic kits and then resin characters that go on. Characters and heroes, yeah. yeah, where you don't need as many. If um, I've people not are been, interested. I've not been oh. fussed on the resin stuff myself. But the plastics, I lap the plastics up from Fireforge games every time. Well, they have said, time. because the way that the breaks down for the pledges, and we don't normally go into the pledges hugely, but the pledges are based on boxes or sprues um, for yeah. this. So, you know, you will get X number of boxes, and a box might be um, three infantry sprues plus a command sprue would make a box. But if you don't need certain things, if you're just after the sprues, you can back for those. And they've also said that the previous Forgotten Realms and I think possibly the historic boxes are also available. So you may back for six boxes or whatever, and maybe they won't hit the Rams in this um, campaign. But instead of going, well, I, I'm not going to take anything else, you could maybe go and grab some human cavalry or build up some other armies. The Byzantine stuff that they've just done is, is absolutely superb. So I'll be uh, uh -huh. mixing a match. <laughs> Nod of uh, approval from Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which could be used for Saga. 
Brazilian. They did the, uh, they did guys, the medieval Swedes, didn't they? Yeah, they did true. the medieval yeah, Swedes. Yeah, very right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are like the GW of flipping fantasy armies for mm. me. They squeeze the money out of me. Squeeze. It's, it's the way to do it. It is the way <laughs> yeah. to do it. It's like I say, you've got uh, just over three weeks left on that. Yeah. And uh, if you're after a really nice, heavily armored dwarven army, then it's oh, yeah. definitely one to yeah. check out because they've uh, a very distinctive style. And I hope they manage to stick with this and do some more funding because I mm -hmm. think that army on the tabletop would just look superb. Stunning, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. So, rounding us off there. Mm. Yes, uh, finishing these things off for the Kickstarter, we've got one from Go On Board, uh, who are working with uh, CD Project Red on The Witcher Old World. Uh, so this is a Kickstarter that I, I immediately saw Freeze uh, smile there. It was like... <gasps> I love The Witcher franchise, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a big game uh, for one to five players, a uh, board game, I should say, which is set in the old world of the Witcher, long before the time of Geralt of Rivia. Mm -hmm. uh, so you won't have Henry Cavill walking around on this board. Oh. I'm sure some people would love that. Um, this will have you playing as a character from one of the five different Witcher schools mm -hmm. who have to travel around that fantasy board, as you can see there, which is wonderfully illustrated, uh, looking to win your fame and make your mark as a Witcher. Um, each Witcher actually plays very differently from the others. It's a very asymmetrical game in that regard. But in the actual gameplay elements, you'll be wandering around to different locations, trying to complete quests, battle monsters, um, deal with morally grey decision-making, and then potentially also fighting other witches, witches to prove your strength uh, and also prove that your school is better than theirs. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot to this game already. They have already way exceeded their funding level. Yeah. I think they were on two million pounds last time I looked at it. Uh, but love the look of this in terms of the artwork and the design. I like that they've done some nice things with the pledges so that you can either go for a option where you have the witches and then tokens for the monsters good or you can go for all miniatures all over the place if you like as well because you know miniatures in games uh boo tokens <laughs> cardboard tokens standees that's the way forward um they have put together a uh, sort of one and a half hour i think it is playthrough of the game mm -hmm. which you can go and check out where those yeah, tapes, that yeah. you see there yep uh, so they sit down to play through the game in a three-player setting um as Actually, far as I remember, pirate beside her though, but it's yeah. tankered. <laughs> Same game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's something in there. Oh yeah, it does look like a pop-up pirate. Yeah. Um, uh, they have, they haven't, well, they didn't have a rule book last time I looked at the Kickstarter mm. page, um, which is really kind of annoying. But uh, it's good that they've at least got uh, you know a, a, a video out so you can at least watch how the game plays if you even if you can't read about how it plays um now i will say that go on board had done some good stuff in the past they did a really awesome card driven combat game called valhalla mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago now which was very very good uh and then there's another game as well so they've done at least three of them uh through kickstarter in the past oh. which is always nice to see and yes i oh, think free free is chomping at the bits to dive into this one i think just the month look at that lesson Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. Look at the griffin. The, the, these monster miniatures are 
beautiful. I love the Witcher franchise. I've read a lot of the books. I've played games. So this to me is like, whoa. And every time I look on this, I mean, oh, look at that wyvern. I just, I can't. <laughs> they, they, they are perfect. They are absolutely perfect. And I think where I've seen, a strange thing for me about this Kickstarter is obviously where I've played most recently, the Wild Hunt, I'm seeing foglets and stuff up close as miniatures so i'm like oh wow that foglet i didn't realize that had that detail and stuff but they are great and they've got some really nice obscure monsters in here as well there's not the obvious ones like the lesson lessons kind of uh, comes up quite often but there is some little obscure ones you've got the harpies there as well but you do have some real beasts in there as well so i i'm very very impressed with the miniatures the artwork's very nice too yeah, the artwork. I mean, uh, you can see that they've worked very, very closely with CG Project Red in order to bring mm-hmm. this to the tabletop. Obviously, it's based very much more around the video game adaptation of The Witcher than the book version, yeah. which so obviously it's a the license show, of their license. Yeah, it's a license of a license. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the thing that I think is quite nice about this, and I I believe they've actually got on board some very good writers in order to do this. They've got put together board, all these eh? kind of like <laughs> very good. Yeah. <laughs> they go on board have got on board with some really good writers uh, to actually pen the quests and stuff that you dive into so they're a little bit of an interesting tale to dive into yeah. as you're playing the game which is always nice to see and I like that all of the different elements of the game component wise feel like they fit within the world so you can see, you can imagine them almost being kind of like the cover of a book or something that you found yeah. on the table in a tavern and that kind of thing, which is always good. Back of a deck I of mean, blend cards. Yeah, the back of a deck of oh, blend cards. Yeah. I mean, I've said yeah. this a million times. If I could get a Witcher gang, just give me Gwent. Just give me Gwent <laughs> and I'd be the happiest person on you the planet. You can find one on Etsy free. That's like I loads, know. Yeah. They're also really expensive, but they you can are. get them on Etsy. <laughs> just want a nice monster deck and I'd be really happy. Oh, there's these, these, um, there's one particular miniature that you unlock. I think it's on the stretch goals. Yeah, it's roach on top of a house. <laughs> it's perfection. Good it old, really, uh, really good is. old mean glitches. In yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, he is. There he is, roach on top of a house. Yeah. <sighs> Makes sense. It's yeah. perfect. It is it's perfect. The defining feature of the game. Good old yeah. CD Project Red AI. There we go. Um, but <laughs> less said about Cyberpunk, the better. Um, yeah, looks really good. This uh, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see how it goes as the campaign moves on. Yeah. Um, as I say, obviously really nice that they've got that how to play. Well, not how to play. They've got a gameplay video up, but it would love to actually. It would be nice to actually see a proper rule book to dive into as well, mm. uh, where we can read the rules. Um, like I, I watch a lot of video tutorials of things, and that's the way that I kind of absorb how to play a game. But I also <laughs> like having at least the book by me so that I can right. kind of reference things as things are happening. Um, so yeah, a uh, couple of videos on there from different reviewers and previewers as well, which is always nice to see as well. So they've had the game out there in the wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, very cool. Two million quid, as I said. So, oh, yeah, let's have a look at that. Yeah. Is, is, this, um, is this a company that releases the product after the fact, do you know? Because I know sometimes these are one and done. If you don't get it in the uh, Kickstarter, then you may as well whistle for it. I believe Valhalla released separately. I'm going to check it for you I now. I think they've got a couple of... Um... There's a couple of the stretch goals that say Kickstarter exclusive, so I presume that they're so going. So some to be, of them are. Um, some are going to be only available on, but. Yeah. Okay, dokey. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Valhalla went to retail, uh, which is one of their first games that they did. Mm. I'm not sure about this one. I didn't see Kickstarter exclusive on the whole campaign. Uh, I didn't either, but occasionally occasionally it's tucked away into a corner somewhere. Yeah. And this is one of these games where if you don't pick it up on the Kickstarter, you imagine it would be a big seller. When I, it hits retail, yeah. but simply because of the Witcher IP behind it, yeah, I, I, I think not to. that if it was going to come to retail, they'd probably do it as that because the, the you can pledge for the deluxe version mm. or the not or the kind of standard version. The standard version comes with uh, cardboard tokens for the monsters, uh, and then the the actual witches yeah. are the miniatures. Then, which is fine by me. Uh, yeah. That's a lot more. Um, yeah, that's a uh, lot more attractive to. Retailers, yeah, yeah so. especially because you don't have to deal with a box the size of a small van, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or a- any mythic car uh, Kickstarter which comes to the top of a, a, an adult man, yeah. So, <laughs> if you can't Someone's see over it, it's possibly too much. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to think, think about putting wheels on boxes now. Oh, that will, yeah, okay. that'll be the next yeah. thing. You can wheel your board games down to the club, <laughs> exactly. So, two weeks left for Witcher the Old World, then. Yeah. So if you're interested, one to look out for. Although they're well funded, they may be going to raise two million pounds. You should probably just take your money to Stone Realm uh, and get a dwarf on that. Make sure that Jerry gets more of his dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's do that. Go and back that flipping Kickstarter. Get some dwarves out there. Gee whiz. I ain't going to complain. And if you have any money left over after that, Buy something from on tabletop for goodness sakes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That about wraps us up for another week. It's always been a pleasure sitting down and chatting about all the gaming goodness with you guys. Uh, But if that wasn't enough for you, you can join us on Sunday uh, for the Cult of Games exclusive XLBS, where Justin will be joining us this yes. week mm. uh, so we've we've roasted out whatever little uh, 3d printing pit he's been hiding in <laughs> and uh, we'll be going through our own hobby and that of our community as well and having a bit of a chat about the things that interest us from the world of gaming and wargaming so you can come on over to the website on sunday morning if you're not already a cultist you can sign up for a free 30-day trial and join us for some more exclusive content but until then Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.